Welcome to the Totally Transformed Podcast. My name is Lance Borden. Happy New Year, or as I've been telling people, Happy New Decade. How cool is it that we are starting a brand new decade, the 20s, as I look forward uh, to this decade and calculate forward the ages of my children and all the things they're going to go through in this new decade, it's really amazing to think of all the changes that are going to happen. Also, looking back, uh, I did some looking back and thinking about the last decade when we were coming up on New Year's and all the amazing things the Lord did, all the blessings that He brought into my life in this last decade. I got married, I had four children. Um, God just blessed me so amazingly in so many ways, all praise and glory to him. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the next decade. Now, before Christmas, we started a series called Christmas Warfare, and we're going to continue that series today. And we're going to do that by listening in on Dr. Connie's radio show. You know, you can hear her radio show if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area at 3 p.m. every Sunday afternoon on 100.7 FM. But if you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you might not have access to to hear this radio show, although with the internet, you could listen to it there. But anyway, we're going to continue the Christmas Warfare series, even though we are now in the new year, because I think the principles here, they apply. They apply even in the new year. They may apply as you think back to how things were during Christmas and during the holidays, uh, but we're always facing spiritual warfare in this life. And so uh, you'll hear Dr. Connie reference the holidays, and that's the reason why, because this was recorded before Christmas. But anyway, without further ado, take it away, Dr. Connie. I'm doing this series because I think that at Christmas time and the holidays, the enemy is especially on the warfare, in on the war path, excuse me, and he's conducting warfare against you because you are born again Christians. Uh, destined for eternal life. He can never be. He was defeated and shown openly to be a defeated foe at Calvary. Uh, Jesus says in Psalm Psalm 103 that there he accomplished the healing for you of all your diseases, all your emotional problems on his stripes. He took stripes on his back for your healing. Psalm 103 says he forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. So if you can believe that he forgives your sins, if you uh, acknowledge him as Lord, believe he was raised from the dead, confess your sins and ask him to forgive you, then you can believe for healing emotionally or spiritually. So I think he steps up attack at this time. Uh, We have a handout at totallytransformedradio.com called Five Hours to Victory to Your Thought Life because he works through the soul, the mind that thinks, imagines, and remembers the will and emotions, what you set your will to think, imagine, and remember, particularly if you've been rejected and abused in any way, verbally, physically, sexually, or mentally, or relationally. Uh, He brings up those lies and those evaluations um, and lack of validation from people, especially loved ones uh, that you trusted when you were too young to understand that they maybe were not on the money themselves and had their own issues because hurt people hurt people. So you can get the handout, Five Hours to Victory to Your Thought Life, which tells you to recognize your thoughts, decide whether they're from the enemy or from the Lord, because three people talking to you all the time, the Godhead, Satan, and yourself. If you agree with Satan, you're going to be defeated. If you agree with a liar or a deceiver or somebody that was abusing you in your past, you're going to be defeated. 
But if you meditate on the word and memorize it as it gives a plan to do that with that handout um, and hide your God's word in your heart, which will transform your mind. That's why this show is called Totally Transformed. And so is our ministry. Romans 12 to do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to prove what what is the good and acceptable will of God. So if you want to walk in his will, what you do is you meditate on truth, because in the beginning was the word. The word became flesh. The word was God. The word was with God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, which is John one. So we have to transform our mind by the word that's sharper than any two-edged sword that separates what? The spirit, which is God's realm, and the realm we're to focus on if you're saved from the soul, which can be renegade. It can be affected by your experiences that happened either before or after you're saved. It can affect, as I said, your thinking, your imaginations, and you can set your will to think that because according to Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Um, She has proven a medical doctor and has written the book, um, How to Turn on Your Mind, How to Turn Off Your Mind. There's two books you can get at Amazon uh, and gives proven research that whatever you meditate on or think about all the time becomes a rut. It becomes a neural pathway of ganglia and neurons. And she could explain that medically and scientifically and physiologically that causes your automatic thoughts to go back to it. And the only thing, because Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Leaf, is a born-again Christian that will break that up and cause a new rut in truth and uh, thinking whatsoever things are good, honest, and true as we are commanded to do, to think about today and your blessings today to not be guilted by what you did in the past and, and is under the blood if you've confessed it or what may happen tomorrow because that's what Romans 8:28 says do not fear those things pending or threatening that's the amplified in Romans 8:28 the last couple verses and so she says you have to break up those physiological ruts that you have made and and replace them with God's truth and then eventually when you do that your thoughts will go back to the truth instead of lies she also points out that this is the way And the reason, and I point out that why you have to know the word of God, it's not for brownie points, it's not to impress people on how much of the Bible you know, it's so that you have hidden God's word in your heart, and when Satan attacks you when you're driving down the street, because he's probably not going to attack you when you have a Bible in front of you, the word comes up in your heart, and that's what Jesus used in the wilderness when Satan tempted him and he left him. And it says there that he was going to come back to Jesus for a more opportune time. So our spiritual weapons, according to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You can have something that has a stronghold on you in your thoughts, in your imaginations or your actions. And, you know, because you do it all the time. If you're angry all the time, everybody's angry. But if you're angry all the time and it's a rage and you can't seem to control it, that's a stronghold. If you worry and you're fearful all the time, sometimes we have a fear or we're anxious. But when it's all the time and it has you and you don't have it because of some rejecting experience or some trauma that you experienced or somebody that did something to you to abuse you, when you were supposed to be able to trust in them, you potentially are going to go back to that, and you will, because it's recorded on the limbic system of your brain. The thoughts, the smells, 
the experience, the memory, the imagination. Bible calls it vain imaginations. It may not be true, but it's true to you because you experienced it until the word or the healing power of God comes and interrupts it because he said in Luke that I have come to heal the brokenhearted and set at liberty those that are bound. Luke four seventeen and 18, which was the prophecy over his life. And Isaiah 61, 1 through 4, which is our theme verses of the Totally Transformed Ministries. So if you're there and you're being defeated more than ever in this holiday season, I mean, he tries to defeat anybody he can, because as I said, it says in the word, he goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, withstand him. That's at the end of the passage that talks about putting on the full armor of God. But in this season of the year, like I said last week, when everybody's joyful and happy and wealthy and it looks on TV and advertisements like you are just completely alone and you may be completely alone. Your family may have completely left you. You may have to just encourage yourself in the Lord like David did at Ziklag. Encourage yourself in the Lord, inquire of the Lord, rehearse your victories, any blessings you have and recover it all. Because sometimes family will be the one, even the church family that can be your rejectors and herders. I'm sorry to say, but the arm of flesh will fail you. Your trust is in you're the one true God who will never fail you, never leave you, never quit loving you, will always forgive you. But if you don't know his character, you'll believe in what someone else does and that will get you stuck and defeated. And you may be right there thinking about what the last person did to be mean to you, motivated by Satan. Get your eyes off flesh because you're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. Do I think the enemy is responsible for everything? Well, he's responsible to tempt you to sin. (laughs) He's responsible to kill, steal, and destroy your life because that's what John 10.10 says. And Jesus and the Godhead came to give you life and life more abundantly. Uh, Do we make some choices ourselves that could cause consequences? Yes, you can choose to go against the word of God and be tempted and to serve Satan and I suppose some things may happen just because things happen. Murphy's Law, we're in a fallen world of viruses and bacteria and around, unfortunately, unregenerated people that are sometimes fools. You can't correct them or they'll hate you and evil. And they're out to defeat you and be malicious. But my theology tells me that we're not wrestling with them, that anybody that's in that vein typically is influenced and motivated by Satan and they're usually wounded. And so they're more vulnerable to his counterfeit offers to comfort and to placate the pain that they have inside. Because when you have pain, whether it's physical, emotional, or mental, you're going to try to get rid of it. Any of you that have experienced pain, I've been um, navigating a herniated disc I've done everything medically possible. I pray every day. I believe I have not stopped believing that Jesus died to heal my herniated disc. Okay, I'm calling forth the manifestation of what he already accomplished. Sometimes his timeline is not our timeline. I don't know why. Sometimes he heals sovereignly. Sometimes he heals through doctors, medicine. Sometimes he heals through therapy. Anyway, I've done all that. And I'm just saying that there's nothing else they can do other than try to relieve the pain. And so I'm praying for a miracle. If you're in pain, though, physically or emotionally, you're going to try to erase it. And some of you 
are in pain so badly mentally and emotionally from what has been done to you by rejection, not getting the love you needed it needed from whom you needed it at the time you needed it in the way you needed it. And that can be from the time you're born. That could even be in the womb. I believe I think it can come down in the womb that happened to me. It was prophesied over me that I was rejected in the womb because my mother had a nervous breakdown when she was carrying me. Number one. And number two, they were in the ministry and their marriage was in complete disarray behind closed doors. So she had a actual psychological breakdown. I don't know how that affected me, but I'm sure it wasn't positive. And then I found out through the prophetic word, it wasn't that she didn't love me because she was a very loving woman. My dad was not. He was the one that was really wounded and angry and and really uh, in a rage of abuse. But she just didn't feel like she could uh, um, support me because I was the fourth of four children. And she was going through all this emotionally and psychologically. And maybe some of you are going through things like that where you just don't feel like you're able to go on. Well, I'm just telling you, there's no pit so deep that Jesus is not deeper still. He came to love you, to save you, to redeem you, to help you. Call out to God if you have nobody else uh, or go to a local church or some kind of charity that believes in helping the widows and the orphans and the down and out because there is help out there. Our government spends millions, probably billions a year, supposedly helping those that are poor and those that can't do things. And blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. You maybe have had circumstances against you from very early on that you've done the best you can, but you can't get ahead because sometimes the enemy is out trying to destroy you through people, events, and circumstances. And so if you're hurting, as I'm saying, you're going to try to placate that pain. Unfortunately, Satan goes from hurting uh, wounds, wounded souls and broken hearts to bondage, to strongholds, because people try to placate that pain with drugs or alcohol or affairs or pornography, something that's going to make them forget the emotional pain that they're feeling And because we can see broken bones and uh, wounded bodies, but we can't see broken hearts and wounded souls, you may look great to everybody. You may walk into your job or anywhere that you're navigating today and people think you're beautiful, great, you look great on the outside, but you're dying on the inside. The wages of sin is death and you're hurting and, and rightly so. If somebody rejects you and as it were, what I say, it's like if you put a knife in your physical body somewhere, you're going to create a wound and it's going to bleed. If you don't disinfect it and stitch it up, you're going to get gangrene. It's going to get infected. You're going to either have to cut that body part off or die. We know that physiologically, but emotionally somebody can stab you with words. Proverbs 15 says that words are like uh, darts. They wound the soul. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but angry words wound the soul. Words and actions wound us on the inside. Rejection wounds us. And if you don't get that God loves you no matter what, no matter who doesn't, he validates you and accepts you. According to Ephesians 1, 6, you are accepted in the beloved. So don't fear because fear has torment. The opposite of love of fear is not faith. It's love to know that you're loved by the eternal God, that all things work together for good for you 
if you love him and are called according to his purpose. And you might say, how can that be? I'm in the pit of despair. Well, I don't know. I'm not God, but I don't lean to my own understanding. I believe that trial, tribulation, persecution, and discipline is devoid of its ability to harm us. He's trying to do it for our good. He doesn't, he didn't motivate necessarily the person that hurt you and damaged you. Satan did. So put your focus on God and against Satan. It's okay to hate Satan and the demonic realm. People just get mixed up and they hate their father or their mother or their sister or their brother or their babysitter that raped them, which is the first response. You're not going to like somebody that completely uh, raped your soul. And we understand it physically. If you got raped physically, you wouldn't want to be around that person. But you have to confess those reactions of anger, resentment, bitterness, rebellion, rage. And you have to forgive the person by a choice. And then ask God with that clear heart to give you some kind of grace and agape love to at least pray for them. Forgive them. Go for, I was praying for the country today because of all that we've been going through this week with impeachment trial and all that. And I was praying for people that I think are being evil against truth. And I said, Lord, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Redeem them if you can. And if they are against your will, then you take care of them because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So you have to turn these things over to the Lord and then don't medicate with the counterfeit offers of the enemy because that's his strategy to destroy you. Medicate with the word, medicate with truth, medicate with faith, medicate with spending time in the presence of the Lord, medicate with getting with other like-minded, ordinary sinner Christians who are walking the good walk of faith like you and struggling with some of the same things you are, but the unity and the community of like-minded, faith-filled, spirit-filled people can help you and be your family. There's many times we've been away from our biological family, like when Lance was deployed to Iraq and we were in Virginia and my family was in Ohio, that the family of God, the church, came around us and supported us to pray for Lance. And when we were in need, the family of God, if you don't have any um, blood family, can be your true family. But what Satan tries to do is get you angry at the preacher or the pastor or the elder or the person sitting next to you by something they do. So you say, well, I can't go to church. You know, it's full, full of um, messed up people. Well, just remember you're there too. And we're all irregular to a point. And you can focus on everything that's wrong, or you can go there and focus on Jesus Christ and bring the spirit of God into that worship corporately. So other people are blessed by you if you're not bothered by all those things. So we have to focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. One day, every knee shall bow according to Philippians two, and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So remember the enemy is stepping up attack against you because he doesn't want you to be joyful. He doesn't want you to be jolly. He wants you to think everybody else is that you're alone. Nobody has problems like you. You're, you want, he wants you to compare yourself with yourself and among yourself. So you come out on the shorter end of that stick. Only compare yourself with the standard of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to focus and shift on three things that the enemy works through during the holidays, especially. Uh, actually four. I'll add a fourth one. 
um, to try to weaken you so you're not as alert and you're not as physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually strong. The four things are family relationships, particularly if they're not harmonious, depression, stress, and lack of sleep. Because it's a very busy time of the year and because of maybe family conflicts and if you want to listen to a series, uh, you can go to TotallyTransformRadio.com and scroll down. There's another series on getting along with family at the holidays. I believe there's one at TotallyTransformed.org. Um, I'm not stressing that as much, but you can listen to series about confession and forgiveness, looking beyond their fault to their need, enjoying the moment. You know, you're not going to be, these people aren't going to be there forever. Uh, Try to stay in the moment. The most important time is now. The most important people are the ones you're with. And the most important thing you can do is promote the kingdom of God and try not to focus on every small irregularity and thing that they do that irritates you, particularly if you don't live with them 24 seven. If you live with them 24 seven, you may need marital therapy, drconnie.com, because we can talk about change and how you can change and how your change doesn't get you stuck on the high center of blaming the other person, even though they may have things that are need to be changed, but we can't change other people. Only the Holy spirit can. So we intercede for them. We ask for the Lord to break up the stony ground of their heart and take uh, the veil off their mind and things are not understanding. And then we look at our own hearts to be able to forgive them and walk in love and grace while we authentically are real with each other. Speak the truth in love that we all may grow up to be mature men and women eating the meat of the word, not the milk. And if there's ever a relationship that that applies to, that would be marriage That would be immediate family because if your stakes are strong and deep there, then you can lengthen your cords out to other people in ministry and not have the tent fall down. But at any rate, you will be around more family. I would say that you get prayed up. uh, If particularly it's egregious or a difficult relationship, I'd pray, uh, ask God to forgive you for any reactions or anger or resentment, like I'm saying, to forgive yourself and to forgive those people. If you can't, it takes one to forgive and two to reconcile. If someone's not willing to do that and you're in relationship to them, then just try to be void of all the reactions before you go in. Try to respond, not having more emotion than the situation calls for, and you're not handling it well. And since we know we're wrestling with flesh and blood, or not wrestling with flesh and blood, but principles and powers, and rulers of darkness, if there's a stronghold of anger or jealousy or greed or self-centeredness or selfishness or woundedness, we can bind those spirits. We can bind them, and that might not bring reconciliation and a complete change to the other person because they have to surrender their will, but it could affect them as they affect you. I've experienced this, to take it on in the spiritual realm rather than the natural realm, if you have somebody that's resistant, belligerent, and unteachable. Secondly, depression, stress, and lack of sleep is, re- is very common during the holidays because hopefully you're not rushing and rushing and rushing, but we all kind of fall into that in the distraction. Um, hopefully you're a good time manager and you've come around some things or you haven't made it all about whether you get the best Christmas gift or the equal amount of the Christmas gift, or you're mad because you bought a Christmas gift and someone didn't give you one. Uh, I don't, I was just telling our producer, Mike, I don't even go into the stores if I can avoid it this from now on, (laughs) 
or maybe about a week ago, because it is a madhouse and everybody's, you know, rushed and hot. You wear a coat because it's cold outside. You go inside, you burn up. So then you're sweating. You know, people are tense. Um, It's just the part and parcel of the season. So if you can avoid that, try to do it. But if you get under enough stress, since I'm a clinical psychologist, I want to go through the stages of what happens. And this is according to um, Han Seeley, which is a uh, research team that actually researched this physiologically, mentally, and emotionally. But uh, people respond to all types of stress in the same way. This response, the general adaption syndrome called the GAS, gas, not meaning that you have it, but the general adaption syndrome um, usually involves three steps. There's the alarm reaction. The hypothalamus activates the adrenal medulla. And I hope this isn't getting too complicated. Don't lose me. Just try to stay with me to increase its release of epinephrine. As a result, the body's glucose level rises and the heart and respiration rates accelerate, thereby increasing the body's energy level. A lot of people, there's a statistic, sometimes we're in the 80s percentage of people that end up in the ER thinking they're having a heart attack or actually having a stress slash anxiety attack. Because whatever you think, that's where I'm going back to five hours to victory to your thought life, can cause in your parasympathetic system, it can cause the things that you don't control directly to react. Your heart will beat faster. You'll get adrenaline in your system. You might get sick to your stomach because of the increased chemicals and and hormones. You might feel like you're out of breath. You might even have pain. And so you think, oh my gosh, I'm having a heart attack. But a lot of people are just having this alarm reaction Because of your body reacting to what's called the fight or flight syndrome, that when you're in an acute crisis state, your body's trying to help you react acutely. That means short time. But so many people in the 21st century are in stress all the time, sometimes because of what is not their fault. They were born into a stressful family, tension, 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 tension. Or sometimes it's the job they're in, or sometimes it's their own inability to focus on the power and the spirit of God by faith and to live in that realm, no matter what's going around them, because Psalm 91 says we dwell in the secret place of the most high under the shadow of the almighty against whose power, no foe can stand. If you could just memorize Psalm 91, one in the amplified and get a handle that you can walk in peace, have no, or have no anxiety Philippians four about anything, but in everything by prayer with thanksgiving, What are you going to be thankful for because of the trial you're in or the person you can't get along with? No, because you have 10 fingers and 10 toes and you have food in a car and you live in a free country or whatever you need to be thankful for, which is so abundant that doesn't remove the thing that's causing an alarm reaction necessarily, but your focus can remove it. Focus and think about whatsoever things are good, honest and true. But if you don't do that, you're going to have this alarm reaction The second stage is resistance. This is called the general adaption syndrome to stress. First one's the alarm reaction. Second one is resistance. This spells R, if you want an acrostic, A-R-E. Resistance. If the stress persists, breathing and heart rate return to normal, but the hypothalamus signals the pituitary gland to release adrenal 
corticotropic hormone, which is called ACTH. Most people don't try to pronounce it because they don't want to mess it up. ACTH, look it up. You can find it by that, which activates the adrenal cortex to release cortisol, cortisol, which maintains high blood glucose levels and increases the metabolisms of fats and proteins. Some people don't realize uh, 3 John 2, we prosper and we're in health as our soul prospers, that their diabetes, diabetes is first initiated by the fact that they're in a stress uh, syndrome all the time and their body's trying to react to it and you're having too much thing of this, these hormones or chemicals that cause your body to have high blood glucose and then that turns into high A1C. Glucose is the, the uh, sugar in the blood. A1C is more in the cells in the sense of that's the most um, clear determinant of whether you're on your way to uh, diabetes. Okay, then the third stage of the gas syndrome, A-R-E, A-alarm reaction, R-resistance, C is exhaustion, E is exhaustion, excuse me, E is exhaustion. With prolonged stress, the pituitary gland pituitary gland and adrenal cortex lose their ability to maintain elevated hormone levels and the physiological processes begin to break down fatigue depression and illness ulcers essential hypertension or even death may occur so if someone comes into me and they say they're depressed and they're not sleeping the first thing we look at is what's going on in their gas are they overstressed Can they do something about that? Can they slow down? Can they manage their time? Can they get their focus on people, events, and circumstances that are upsetting them? But I'm telling you that stress and lack of sleep can cause depression. Now, you can be depressed as a Christian. And if you've gone through this prolonged, you might have exhausted all your hormones and chemicals to where you need a good antidepressant or anti-anxiety and if you do, there's nothing wrong to go to a uh, going to a psychotropic expert, which is a psychiatrist MD, to evaluate whether you need something to help you with anxiety and depression. Because if you've been through these syndromes long enough, particularly as a child, you can develop a depre- a clinical depression. And just like you take a pain pill if you have a broken leg. We have a good class of anti-anxieties and antidepressants on the market today under the managed control of an MD, which is much better than placating your pain with alcohol or drugs yourself. So I would highly recommend that if you feel like you have a stronghold. Sometimes you can go on a short-term regimen for three to six months. The be- it's been proven and researched if you're depressed or anxious The best way to get over it is therapy in conjunction with psychotropic support. So you need a therapist like me who can connect and collaborate with a colleague that's an MD that can prescribe medication and you can overcome it. Now, is there a spiritual component? Of course. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, when you're knocked down, Satan wants to knock you out. When you're persecuted, he wants to destroy you. He always is looking for that opportune time. So if you're weakened physically or mentally or emotionally or relationally, he comes in like a flood and tries to tell you you're every bad thing in the book because he's an accuser of the brethren, the father of lies. So using the five R's is important. We are triune. We are spirit. We live in a body and we have a soul. All three of those can affect your stress level, your depression, your anxiety, 
and your ability to sleep. If you are an adult and you're not getting at least five to six hours of quality sleep a night, then you are not equipping your body for just the normal everyday living stresses that we deal with. There are three stages of sleep. They're called beta waves. Stage one is restful relaxation. That's alpha wave. That's the first stage you go into. Then you go into stage two, which is the theta wave, the theta beta wave, which is deep relaxation and drowsiness. Then you go into stage three and four, which is delta, which is deep sleep. Some people never reach deep sleep. Sometimes they don't reach it because they have sleep apnea. If you're not breathing well and you are snoring, you can wake yourself up. Uh, I have sleep apnea. I wear a breathing machine. I was waking myself up something like 36 times in um, a minute. And uh, see, what would it be a minute? I think anytime, anyway, a long, very often you don't wake up completely. You just disturb your theta and delta stages of sleep because your body is disturbed by your snoring. I don't know why your body can hear it, but you can't hear it. Your partner can hear it if you're married, but you can't hear it. You can sleep right through it. And then if you apnea, which means you actually stop breathing for a couple seconds or however how long, then you are really disrupting the oxygen level and all that's needed to go into these deep levels of theta and delta sleep. And if you don't go there, you're not getting quality sleep. What I suggest spiritually is to meditate on a verse like Isaiah 26, 3 through 4. Thou will keep me in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Memorize it and meditate on it. If it's Satan who's trying to bring you fear and worry and lie to you and tell you what a terrible person you are, if you cut him out, push him out by concentrating on the word and then it's sharper than any two-edged sword separating the soul from the spirit and it's building your faith to believe the word and not doubt that you can walk in peace and not have to be disturbed by events, circumstances, people, or Satan that's motivating those. So if you're not sleeping, that's the first defense to get it down in your spirit. I found myself waking up in the middle of the night for some reason, quoting scripture, you know, it's just there in my spirit. So that's your spiritual defense and just to bind the enemy before you go to sleep. If you are going through a hard period of stress, like a death of a family or something that's going on, you might get some over-the-counter sleep medication that is not addictive on a short-term basis or go to your PC and ask him to manage it so you don't get addicted to it. It'd be better to bring your body into sleep with some medication help than to go on and on and on with chronic insomnia that's going to do all the things that I've already said on this radio show if you've been listening the whole time. And if you need an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety, also under the uh, managed care of a professional MD psychiatrist, you can get that as well, and she will manage it. All of that would be better than self-medicating yourself through what Satan wants to destroy you with, which is too much alcohol, too many drugs, or something that's outside of the realm of the Word of God that may be pleasurable for a moment, but the wages of sin is death. So we have options. Spend more time in the presence of the Lord, just resting. You don't always have to pray. You don't always have to quote the word. You don't always have to do anything. Just breathe the name of Jesus. Lie down on your couch with a nice pillow and say, Lord, I just want to hear from you. I just want to be still 
in this crazy, busy world and hear you and know that you are God. And the more time you make for him to listen, my sheep hear my voice. The more time you take to meditate on the word, the more you will cultivate truth because he is the word, the more easily he'll be able to bring it up in your spirit, the more um, safe and secure you'll feel because he came for relationship with you. You are to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul and mind and your neighbor as yourself. He loves it. He looks to and fro over the earth. The word says for hearts that are turned toward him and it's hard to do. But I, I promise that just like he multiplies your uh, tithes and offerings, if you give, he will multiply your time and you're practicing his presence and things will suddenly get done quicker and you'll find exactly what you want for the Christmas present. And there won't be anybody at line when you go to pump for gas. I mean, I've experienced this many times. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added unto you. If you're about his business, he will be about your business. So if you want to hear both these words uh, or shows, excuse me, in its entirety, go to TotallyTransformedRadio.com, Spiritual Warfare During the Holidays, Part 1 or 2. You can go to um, TotallyTransformedRadio.com and listen to many series about dealing with family, about hurts, woundedness, healing, And just about every subject that plagues any adult Christian is there. You can go to totallytransformed.org and listen to our podcast. Sign up there. Donate. This is a time at the end of the year when a lot of people give to ministries. We are a fertile ministry. If you sow seed into Totally Transformed Ministries, I promise kingdom business is being done. People are being healed through the power of the Lord and set free to walk freely. Lord Jesus, I just come to you. I ask you for those people that are listening to me to hear this word, to grab the peace that applies to them, that it would be rhema to them, a revelation to their spirit, soul, and body. They would act on it. They would seek help if they need it. And that this would be the most joyous and blessed holiday season they've ever experienced. And Lord, we pray for this country. We pray for our leaders and authority We pray for your will on earth as it is in heaven and all that we're going through in our churches, in our schools, in our government. In Jesus name, we pray and believe and receive all these things. Well, that was fantastic. Thank you, Dr. Connie. Again, I wanted to say happy new year to you today. And in concluding the podcast, I wanted to encourage you that if there's anything we can be agreeing with you in prayer about today, Uh, I wanted to encourage you to go to our website, totallytransformed.org, and go to the contact tab across the top. In the drop-down menu, there'll be uh, a a choice for prayer requests, and you can click on that, and you could submit whatever it is you are praying about in the new year, and it'll go to our prayer team, and we would love to agree with you because, you know, there's power in agreement. The Bible says where two or three agree touching anything, it shall be done. So wanted to uh, let you know about that here as you enter into a new year, whatever it is you're navigating. And I uh, hope you'll join us again next time for another episode of the Totally Transformed Podcast. Thank you for joining us today.